listening to the CIPD podcast series. They're called Shared Purpose Golden Thread of the organisation. And there is something golden about a really good shared purpose. It's about the organisation being able to articulate its purpose, almost like what is the destination on the front of the bus. An organisation's purpose is its identity, the reason why it exists and very much needs to be aligned to its strategy. So I'd say that um, a shared sense of purpose is going one step further. So it's something that is shared by all employees in the organisations, but actually it's one step beyond that as well. So it's shared externally with external stakeholders, such as suppliers, partners, um, customers, and even the public in general. That was Charlotte Rayner, Professor of HR Management at Portsmouth Business School and the CIPD's own Claire McCartney. And that's what we're discussing this time, how we define a shared sense of purpose and what that translates into for the organisation and its employees. Our own research shows that while over three quarters of employees say they understand the purpose of their organisation, less than a third believe that the purpose is shared throughout the whole outfit. Now what that tells us is that it's definitely worth looking at what a shared sense of purpose actually involves and how to go about achieving it. Before we do that, though, what is the point of shared purpose? Here's Charlotte Rayner and Claire McCartney again. At the CIPD, we've done lots of research on this um, through our Shaping the Future research programme and also a quantitative study of 2,000 employees. And the benefits that have come through from that research is higher levels of engagement from employees, discretionary effort, and in some cases, um, that uh, very much transforms and translates into better organisational performance. One can use it as a motivator, one can use it as a way of finding almost this thread that people can align around and be able to go in a very coherent, clear direction. Although a lot of um, employees have an understanding around the purpose of their organisations, actually the number who say that there is that strong shared sense of purpose is much fewer. Um, It's around a quarter. So actually what we think, this is a a big opportunity really for organisations, for HR professionals, for leaders, um, to think about how to engender that, that sense of purpose with its clear links to engagement. Even organisations that haven't really thought hard about shared purpose will know all about employee engagement. So how do the two fit together? Here's Charlotte Rayner. I think there are a variety of reasons why people go to work. And for most of us, we do want our work to have some purpose, have some direction. But we all create that in our own minds, and partly that's our own circumstances. So, for example, it might be about family constraints. It might be about uh, needing to earn a lot of money uh, to be able to support uh, other people. Uh, It might be about time. It might be about flexibility. uh, It might be about status, etc., etc. Purpose can be one element that the organisation can give to employees to get them engaged. Yes, well, that brings me to my next question, really, because I can really see how it's it's a more straightforward proposition for employees to buy into the idea of disseminating knowledge, for example, at a university or working for a non-profit. Yes. Or doing all those things that are about improving the experience or, or the experience of life of people or bits of, bits of the world. Most people working for corporate entities 
it's all about making more money, isn't it? Is that a harder sell to get people to buy into that sense of shared yes, purpose? Yes, it, it is a hard. It's it can be a harder sell, or I think it's about it, it's the organisation thinking about what it wants its purpose to be. So that if, for example, it is a profit maximizer and it wants to get people working for it, they're entirely geared to making money. Actually, that's fine because everybody's sharing the idea that we make as much money as possible. And probably, if you're getting on board those types of people, in fact, you're going to need to give them a, a, a bit of a slice of it. So that would be reflected very much in the reward package that you would give to your employees. Now, suppose we're looking at, I don't know, a cut price biro that might be sitting on, on the table. Well, here, if the purpose is to deliver economic goods to one's customers, then that that can be a real purpose that people can align themselves around. So, for example, you get the purchasers out there sourcing their biros from really great places. You get a sense of a relationship with your customers so that the customers buy and rebuy and they trust you and they extend from buying biros to paperclips to everything. Now, that's your organisation. You can hear my enthusiasm sort of gradually building for that, can't you? I can craft a purpose out of that, and a purpose that's meaningful, and a purpose that people, if they want to, can, can become aligned around. But how do you set about developing this sense of shared purpose? Well, I think there are a few different factors which will help you to um, develop this shared sense of purpose. I think language is really important. So how uh, you define your purpose, how inspiring it is, um, the sort of language and storytelling used by leaders. Um, and I think it's about bringing it to life for people. So one of our case studies from Shaping the Future, Pfizer Grange Castle, they have um, testimonials on posters up uh, around the campus, really putting people in touch with the patients um, of, the, of the drugs that they're producing. So really bringing that to life for people. Um, and I think another way of um, enhancing shared purpose is making sure that employees have a say and invo- a voice in the process so that they're able to shape the purpose and feel part of it and know how it relates to their day-to-day role. HCL Technologies has gone to great lengths to foster shared purpose throughout the workforce. The IT outsourcing giant has 82,000 employees across 35 countries and pulls in revenues of over $3 billion a year. Senior Vice President and Global Head of Quality, Talent Transformation and Leadership Development, Anand Pillai, heads up the Employees First, Customers Second initiative. Now, it might sound counterintuitive, but it's all about embedding a shared sense of purpose, which in turn empowers employees to deliver maximum value to their customers. Yeah, first of all, employee first, customer second is not a HR initiative. It's a business initiative. It's a business initiative driven towards three E's that are critical for any organization. And those three E's are engaging the employee, empowering the employee, and enabling the employee. Because if we as an organization focus on employee engagement, employee empowerment, and employee enablement, they focus on customer delight, customer loyalty, and customer satisfaction. So this all feeds into shared purpose within the organization? Absolutely. How does it work on the ground? 
on the ground when you look at uh, the basic ground reality typically in any organization to assess the organization's health or do a health assessment they do one of two surveys either an employee engagement survey or an employee satisfaction survey the disadvantage with these two surveys is they measure the opposite of what it is intended to measure an employee engagement survey will only measure employee disengagement an employee satisfaction survey will measure the number of people who are dissatisfied what we did was rather than these two surveys we rolled out an employee passion survey now the employee passion survey is basically a set of questions after they answer those questions they get their top 5 passion drivers as a report they also get a description of what these passion drivers are and how they can use it to leverage in their current job environment each person has got his or her own passion drivers so all that we are doing is we are measuring the individual's passion drivers and allowing them to create opportunities to leverage that passion so if i'm understanding you correctly what you're saying is you recruit excellent people who bring passion to the job whatever their task is within hclt So are you then interested in this idea of understanding their aspirations their motivations or is that something which you feel is for them No we are interested in understanding their passion drivers we are interested in understanding what drives them so that we can let them do what they feel best or they feel naturally inclined to it's basically based on a chinese proverb which says find a job that you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life so all that we as managers need to do is providing them the work environment that will be best suited for their passion drivers and that creates a sense of shared purpose right absolutely absolutely because what happens is i find that for me to work on my passion driver or my passion i will have to depend or collaborate with somebody else for me to get the best out of me and therefore i create my own community my own uh, tribe if i may use the word and then i use that tribe energy to accomplish what i'm required to accomplish or what we as a group are required to accomplish in any organization there are challenges involved in identifying and firmly rooting shared purpose one of the biggest is making the initiative authentic just as in good leadership shared purpose has to be genuine and convincing that is the real problem really that's that's the underlying problem within shared purpose because if an organization puts its head above the parapet and says okay this is our purpose well i would say johnny good for you the challenge then is to live up to that because not only are your external customers looking at you then to see whether you measure up to that purpose but very much every single employee is looking and even the employees who are not particularly engaged and don't particularly share the purpose they're still looking at the whole of management to actually make sure that they are living up to that purpose uh so a a, a real shared purpose i would suggest does need to be shared by your your whole management structure as you get down towards the the lower end of the hierarchy you know people will choose and dive in or not but i think i think managers because they are the conduits of the purpose they have to buy into it to some extent clearly transparency has a big role to play here but how far should you go many organizations would shudder at the thought of posting 360 degree feedback on managers on their company intranet but at HCL Technologies they do just that 
invariably in any organization you find that many of the people on the ground they are limited in their capacity limited in their power because they don't have the permission to do what they are required to do somebody at the top has implemented a policy which requires approvals in our organization the employees are empowered to do what they have to do and they can later on inform the management in addition they also have an opportunity to give a reverse feedback to the management so the 360 degree feedback that we have employees give feedback and the uniqueness of th- this particular 360 degree feedback is it is open meaning the results of the 360 degree feedback are posted on the intranet that brings in a level of transparency that brings in a level of accountability so that the people down on the ground level they say wait a minute it's not only my boss who is supervising me we are also having an eye on them and that enables them to Take, take, take things around. What feeling does that engender in your workforce? Is it about building trust? It de- definitely. Trust through transparency is one of our core tenets. Say, for example, when we put our 360 degree feedback of the, all the managers on the intranet, in the beginning we said, wow, that's a scary proposition. You know, it's very, very intimidating. We're very naked. It's like asking us to take our fig leaf away. But as we did it, once we put it, people said, started respecting those managers who posted their 360 degree feedback as raw and as naked as it was people started accepting one another in fact in addition people started uh, giving peer mentoring my colleagues they came and said oh i see that you're having a challenge in this area i also had this challenge last year let me tell you what i did on the other hand i see that you're very good in this particular area what are your best practices you know how can we uh, learn from you so this sense of shared purpose and shared communities enables people to bond to one another enables people to identify with one another and also belong to one another As with any organizational culture change, fostering shared purpose takes smart, creative thinking and serious consideration about the shape, size and type of the organization. Leaders, managers and HR need to help employees understand and relate to it before they can put it into practice. And when the organization spans borders and cultures, that's a bigger and tougher job. I think a lot of our international research shows you know that you, you do need to have um some consistencies globally so I would have said the purpose is something you know really very important across different markets but actually how you develop that um on a local basis is really important and take into account you know some of the local cultural values um so some work that we've been doing around next generation hr in asia shows very much that community and purpose are even more important uh, within the asian organizations that we were talking to because of this sense of um pride in the nation and increasing self-expression a lot of the organizations we spoke to were really trying to tap into that to attract people right now the labor market across asia particularly in japan and china is fiercely competitive and it's a constant struggle to recruit and retain talent in conditions like that a strong sense of shared purpose can really give you the edge Ian Mintram is HR Vice President Europe Consumer at GlaxoSmithKline. We've had a, a number of challenges in terms of recruiting and retaining people in China. On the demand side, uh, we've been recruiting a lot of people in China, so we've pretty much doubled our workforce in China over the last 3 years. 
And at the same time, turnover rates tend to be very high, so typically 20% plus. So you're actually talking about having to recruit a lot of, a lot of people. In addition, a lot of other companies are doing the same thing. So there's something of a, of a, a, a war for talent out there, to, to coin that famous cliché. I think one of the advantages that GSK has in terms of, of retention and attraction is uh, that we can tap into a, a deeper sense of purpose amongst people. What do I mean by that? Well, in, in, in days gone past, uh, GSK was generally focused on the top end of the wealth pyramid. We'd be selling uh, products to the very wealthy people in places like China or Asia more generally. But we've changed our strategy to a strategy where we're going down the wealth pyramid, we're providing medicines to many more people, we're changing our pricing policies such that more people have access to our medicines. And whilst we don't uh, make a, an enormous thing of this, because I think that would be disingenuous, uh, it's undoubtedly the case that more people are coming to us because they because they've read about the strategy, it's quite widely uh, reported upon, and that they want to work for a company that does more than just make, make money, but does contribute to wider society. We do have a great opportunity to do good while we're doing, doing well as an organisation. And I think increasingly people are attracted to that uh, when they join an organisation, because people are in China and in other Asian countries are increasingly concerned not only about short-term financial gains, but some sense of meaning and purpose in their working career. Optimists might believe that anyone and everyone can be motivated by a sense of shared purpose, but is that true? Along with global and cultural considerations, there's the question of age and the different factors that motivate Generation Y compared to their older colleagues. So if you have a wide age demographic, can you find a purpose that everyone will engage with? I put that to Charlotte Rayner. Think in terms of what motivates people as you say, why they choose particular jobs, why they do them at particular times in their lives. I'm assuming this is an evolutionary process. People feel differently at different stages in their lives. They are motivated to, to aspire to certain sorts of work at different stages. So how is that process managed? Oh, well, that, that's, that's an utterly wonderful question. <laughs> if I knew the answer, I'd be extremely that's wealthy. That's the tricky thing, isn't it? <laughs> because we change over time. We do we? change over time. And I, I think that it's an interactive process. One has an early um, career rise for those ambitious people. Um, many of us, though, are not ambitious and indeed are satisficers. And perhaps those are the people who do enough and work has a place for them in their lives, but indeed they're doing other things as well. So work, curiously, has a different function for them. So what does that mean for organisations trying to engender shared purpose across their workforce? Do they have to approach that differently for younger people? Um, I'm not sure they do, because I think there are some aspects of purpose so uh, that, that are time-less and age-less. So, for ex and that's where I guess the third sector does rather well. Servicing one's customers does very well. You know, uh, for for most people, actually doing a good job for a customer and getting that positive feedback, whoever that customer is, is a is a positive experience. And uh, if one is looking then at also values, so that if one has almost the per if you can combine purpose with values, most people want to be treated decently at work. Um, most people will want to have a certain set of minimum values that they have at work, whether they work in private sector, public sector, third sector, wherever they are.
And Anne Pillai says that if you truly understand demographics, it is possible to create shared purpose. What motivates the Gen Y is completely different than what motivates the Gen X, the baby boomers or the millennials. We found out that the Gen Y, their motivation, their uh, creativity, their ability to network and their need to collaborate is far higher than the uh, other uh, generations. And one of the other things that we also noticed is it is wrong for us to brand or categorize people based on the age group. Because there are other factors that are bringing in diversity. I'll give you a simple example. The Gen Y workforce in India is motivated differently from the Gen Y workforce in Europe. In what way? Oh, well, for example, the Gen Y workforce in India, they look for diversity, meaning they don't want to stay in the same job for more than 18 months. Whereas if you see the same set of workforce in uh, uh, a section of Europe, we find that they want to get into depth, they want to get into uh, specialization. We did an interesting survey in UK itself. The uh, Northern Ireland part of UK is completely different from uh, the rest of uh, uh, UK because they wanted to work on certain areas of specialization which are new technologies, which are emerging technologies. Whereas the rest of UK, they wanted to work on something that is more established, that is more, um, you know, uh, uh, proven. So we cannot come into this uh, discussion saying that Gen Y world over is motivated in a particular way. We have to get into granularity, Gen Y or of a particular region, Gen Y of a particular department. And the CIPD research backs him up. Claire McCartney again. I think it's important actually to um, allow people to make sense of the organisation purpose themselves. So we found through our research that, that different people might have different definitions, but overall um, the purpose means broadly the same thing to them. Quite often, you know, employees might have more simplified versions of the purpose than senior managers, but actually that doesn't matter because they are working towards a common aim. So the important thing is allowing employees the freedom to, to think about what the purpose means um, and giving them the freedom to do that and then think about what they can do perhaps differently in their day roles to put that into practice. Maintaining a sense of shared purpose isn't a one-off effort. It takes constant work and it's an even bigger challenge if you have high staff turnover. It's quite difficult to keep a shared sense of purpose, especially in the private, in the private sector, if you have a very high employee turnover, just because there aren't enough people to... To, to, to almost be the glue that other people can, can, can hang around and, and you can really weave this golden thread into a, a fantastic um, rope that people can hang on to and especially in times of change as well you can use your purpose uh, to help people through change a lot. So instead of being a self-contained change process a sense of shared purpose can actually facilitate broader change by binding everyone together during turbulent times. But does it have a valuable role to play in every organisation? I put that to Anand Pillai. Is this an approach that you can see working for companies, large, small, public sector, private sector, non-profits throughout the world, this, this way of engendering shared purpose? Absolutely. When we started it, we were only 18,000 employees. Today we are 82,000 employees. When we started it, we were working in 18 countries. Now, as I'm talking to you, we're working in 35 countries. When we started it, we had three core practices. Today we have got eight core practices. So we have scaled up as an organization, and we have seen these processes scale up. And do you think this, this drive for shared purpose is really key to that performance? Absolutely. So not an optional add-on, 
more a golden thread aligned with your strategy and a key factor in boosting performance. For more information on shared purpose, check out the show notes at cipd.co.uk slash podcasts. Next time, we'll be discussing organisational agility through good times and bad. Join me then. You've been listening to the CIPD podcast series.